0: The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie.
1: Breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news, and now investigating its fifth homicide in the last nine days. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller.
2: I'm Sally Hernandez. They are still on the scene this morning at this latest homicide Someone shot and killed a woman in East Austin, according to police. Let's go ahead and take a live look at the scene this morning. This is now at the Fort Branch Apartments on Tecna Center Drive near 183 in North Austin. Police say a woman called 911 last night saying someone shot her in her own apartment. Uh,
1: they tried to save her, but she didn't make it. APD says during the phone call, she didn't give a lot of information and that led to a lower, slower response time. Other than her being shot, um, officers had to try and find the the location. Um, They weren't as quick as as they were able to just because they were given limited information. Um, But she did provide enough information to finally um, get the officers to kind of pin down her exact location. There are currently no suspects in custody. And as we go in depth on this, police are investigating this as Austin's 20th homicide of the year Again, five in the last nine days. There were a total of 71 last year, and the record was in 2021 with 88 homicides. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry
3: well good morning let's begin with a look at our clouds and radar we do have another round of those low clouds out there but not seeing a whole lot coming in on radar here a lot of this green that I'm showing you on your screen is actually just reflectivities but is it possible you see a couple little spots of drizzle just like it did yesterday and the day before yes it's not heavy it is not widespread the majority of us dry at this moment I'm seeing the clouds on our Whittlestick landscape supplies weather camera there and granite shoals hence the grayness you see up above the surface temperature right now 72 degrees. It is very comfortable out there. These temperatures way warmer than what we typically wake up to this time of year with 60s and 70s out in the hill country and then almost all of us in those lower 70s east of I-35 currently sitting at 72 here in Austin which is just a few degrees warmer than where we were yesterday at this time and we're going to continue that carry that that warming trend I should say into the later part of today. I mean yesterday we hit a I'm thinking more so 83 here in the city with just that rain chance to watch for this morning. Cloudy skies clearing some as we get towards the later half of today as well. Now, rain chance is still on track for tonight, more so tomorrow. Tomorrow's been over the last couple of days what we've been telling you the wettest day of the week, and that still holds true. I think Friday morning specifically is going to hold the better chance of rain looking forward. Another low chance of rain over the weekend, but uh, I'm not as convinced A lot of us are going to get as much rain with this next cold run, right? And this is pretty normal. Once the thing gets here, it seems like our rainfall totals back down. I'm going to show you the latest update, and we'll talk about the timing of how that could potentially impact your Friday plans. It's coming up in your first running forecast.
1: Thank you, Kristen. A family of four says they had to wait more than two hours for police to respond to this crash here on Saturday. It was in North Austin. They say the driver admitted he'd just been to the bar but police say there's currently no criminal investigation. And
2: this morning, we're taking a deeper look at why, why the department is saying this and how it's prioritizing calls. Sans Brianna Hall has talked with the people who were hit.
3: Into you. kids were screaming, the smoke the air, about everything. A
4: traumatizing trip home from a day at the aquarium.
0: I just don't want something like this to happen to somebody else.
4: Dustin and Lacey Percival say the man who caused this damage admitted to being drunk and the couple told the operator that when they called 911. The family of four then waited by the wreckage for more than two hours with no sign of police any mother out there right now put yourself in my shoes. APD says the initial call came in at 4 18 p.m. from Jollyville Road near Great Hills Trail. But all nearby officers were working bigger emergencies so the department couldn't get an officer there until 6:35, and they had to pull that officer from another sector. Police say this call came in as a crash urgent, which is a priority two call. The system classifies calls as priorities zero through four, zero being the most urgent. So this one fell right in the middle. We looked through incident reports to see what other types of calls police responded to in that same sector Saturday evening. We found criminal trespass calls, which police say are priority two, as well as various disturbance calls, which can range in priority.
0: Had the police arrived in a timely manner, I think... he would have been arrested and cited for a DUI.
4: Police say they aren't investigating the driver, so the family plans to sue him.
0: Clients of course want him to be prosecuted, but I think that in light of the fact he was allowed to leave the scene, it will be very difficult.
4: At home, their daughter's broken car seat sits in the garage next to Dustin's military gear, all packed up for field training he can't go to anymore because of the crash.
0: Both wrists sprain.
4: The whole family is still hurting. Her forehead, her nose, her chin, and we found out yesterday she pulled her grind.
1: Very scary stuff, huh, baby?
4: Brianna Hollis. Were you scared? KXAN News.
1: Yeah. The family says that officers performed a field sobriety test on the driver and then let him go. The Austin Police Association says having additional officers downtown for South by Southwest made it harder to staff patrol shifts in other parts of the city. In a statement, APD says its officers work hard while understaffed every day to handle a high volume of calls. But Saturday's response was, quote, differs from the level we hope to provide our community.
2: For context on APD's response times because of the staffing shortages, Austin police changed how it responds to calls. Since October of 2021, people with non-emergency calls have been asked to call 311, or you can go online to report crimes at were no longer in progress, and there was no immediate threat to your life or property. The idea was to free up the officers to respond to more active calls. Another challenge impacting response time, staffing shortages for APD's 911 call center. People calling in an emergency complained about some of those longer hold times on 911. Now, the lack of police officers then sparked another issue. That was overtime. KXA investigators found APD employees clocked in at the most overtime of any city department last fiscal year. More than 537,000 hours, costing nearly $35 million. After a ice storm knocked out power, the potential changes that could impact power lines in the future.
1: And another school shooting, this time in Denver. How police believe a student got their hands on a gun.
2: Good morning, everyone, and live look outside for one of our many cameras, this one over in Granite Shoals. Kristen is back with the latest signature forecast on this Thursday in just the next few minutes. But first, today, the Austin City Council's meeting, and it's looking at making changes to some of the city's power lines after the storm that we saw in February.
1: There were broken tree limbs, branches hitting those lines, causing outages all over the city. Today, it is looking at conducting a feasibility study into burying some of the lines. Council could also direct the city manager to take inventory of emergency generators at all EMS and fire stations throughout the city. Meantime, it's gonna get easier to commute throughout parts of Hayes County. TxDOT in Hayes County holding a ribbon cutting celebration today. This is for FM 2001, the West Realignment Project out near Buda. It's the first of three projects to widen and add bike lanes to the roadway between I-35 and State Highway 21. Today's ribbon cutting is at 1030 in the morning.
2: San Marcos wants to make sure people living with disabilities know what resources are available to them. It's gonna host its inaugural Disability and Inclusion Awareness Expo. That's happening next week. Individuals with a disability, caregivers, family members, small businesses, all the owners there or the ones who sign up will have the opportunity to learn about some of the local and federal resources available. The expo starts at 10 in the morning next Wednesday, March 29th at the San Marcos Activity Center. So heads up on that.
1: New technology helping new parents warm up baby bottles quicker. Former
2: President Trump could be indicted today. What is leading to a delay from a possible indictment coming up?
4: This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets, struggling to find or reach things?
3: Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pullout shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything
2: in reach. Good morning. It is Thursday, March 23rd. Another live look outside to kick off your day. We're checking in with Kristen to see what your weather's gonna look like today how we're gonna finish off the work week and erica's back as well she's looking at your traffic for just the next few minutes but first the texas department of public safety dps is investigating a threat to the texas school for deaf right here in austin so dps says the school received a threatening call just yesterday on a switchboard dps sent troopers to the campus just to check it out to patrol it says there was not an active threat there was not a lockdown and luckily all students are on spring break right now. Well, there's new tech that will help new parents warm up their baby bottles easier.
1: Yeah, this could be really helpful for a lot of families. Ember creating the first self-warming baby bottle consists of a rechargeable warming puck for the bottom. And then you put that magnetic bottle on top and turn it on.
2: It says the bottle will reach the perfect temperature in just the next few minutes when you put it in there. The CEO says he got the idea over a decade ago when his daughter was born.
1: Squirting milk on your wrist, you're a new parent, you have all these anxieties. And so I thought, God, there's got to be a better way.
2: Yeah, so he worked with a pediatrician to develop the bottle and app, which tracks feedings and it offers guidance. It's uh, expensive though, it's gonna cost you $400.
3: Well, you may see fewer monarch butterflies flying through Texas this season. A new report shows a sharp decline in the number of migrating to Mexico. The World Wildlife Fund says the number of monarch butterflies in Mexico each winter has continued to drop. It's down 22% in the last year. Now, eastern monarch butterflies travel up to 2,800 miles from as far as Canada in New England to their winter sites in Mexico forests. Now, changes in their habitats across North America are believed to be the cause of the butterflies population decline and certainly a favorite to see here in Central Texas. So um, some sad news for our little winged friends. Yeah,
1: it's a bummer.
3: see that. But, it, you know, there's still some out there, and there's still some things you can do to help them thrive in your backyard. I know I mentioned it earlier this yeah. week, but they love milkweed. Like, <laughs> that's the butterfly pizza. So if there you, you go. can plant some milkweed <laughs> in your front yard, backyard, backyard that, that would be your opportunity to do your part to yeah. help them out. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here. Because clouds and radar, not giving us anything too exciting. We could see some drizzle, yes, but all it's going to do is give you a couple little raindrops on your windshield and that. It there's no heavy rain out there this morning. As far as what we have with our temperatures, we look good, we feel even better. 72 degrees, south-southeast winds, less than 10 miles per hour right now. Humidity at 87%. Your temperatures are in the upper 60s, to low 70s area wide, 72 bass drop. Good morning, Rockdale. 72 as you guys are kicking off your Thursday. We've got upper 60s, to low 70s out there in the hill country. Your day planner shows the 70s warming to the 80s today. We're getting right back to where we were yesterday, if not just a couple degrees warmer. 83 my forecast high here in the city of Austin. Rain chances again are low and only 10% this morning drier skies later today so let me spend some time on the cloud cover here because I think as far as what's happening today it's not going to be anything to get too worked up about and even the cold front coming in tonight isn't looking as impressive as what initially showed so this is 9 a.m. this morning and we're already starting to see that drizzle fade on us this is for your back end of today mix of more clouds than sun clouds will return overnight but then you'll notice this line of storms coming in 4 or 5 a.m. tomorrow. So this is your Friday morning. We've got storms moving into the hill country before sunrise and then pushing into the Austin metro but as they do so they're starting to fall apart right not looking nearly as impressive by 7 8 9 a.m. and then into our eastern counties not to say we're going to be totally dry. I still think there's going to be showers out there but I'm not seeing as many thunderstorms and most of this is still on track to clear just after lunchtime in the back end of tomorrow 3 4 5 p.m. We're good. You're going to see clear skies out there. So the overnight storm threat is still low, still a one out of five in the hill country, and that will take us to about 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. After 7 a.m., the severe storm risk is going to follow the cold front. Again, it's just a one out of five though, so it's on the low end to begin with. We're talking one or two storms that may have enough to make it to that severe criteria. We'll be watching for hail as the primary concern. I'm not seeing a tornado risk with the overnight storms, uh, but I, for the majority of us, these are not going to be anything in the way of dangerous thunderstorms. And rainfall potential clearly has come down as those storms and showers are trending weaker. So your seven-day forecast is a 10% chance, a few drizzle spots. This morning with windy conditions and warm conditions this this afternoon. Tomorrow's still gonna be warm just because of the timing of the front. And you'll notice 60% chance of storms and showers. That's just gonna be the first half of the day. Clear skies Friday and that continues all day Saturday. Saturday's day to get outside. Sunny and 80s. Next cold front pretty weak as well. Some low rain chances Sunday into Monday. Temperatures will be in the 70s for the first half of our next work week.
2: Kristen, thank you. The teenager Denver police believe shot two people at a high school is dead. Police found his body last night. They believe that the student shot two staff members at East High School. This was yesterday in the morning. Police say the student had been under a safety plan and that requires him to be patted down every day before going to school. During the search, he got a hold of a weapon and shot two faculty members. East High School will be closed for the rest of the week, with classes resuming after spring break.
1: The deadliest drug threat in the country is now linked to the death of four Texans. The Drug Enforcement Agency says fentanyl is being mixed with xylazine. That is an animal tranquilizer. People who inject it often at risk of amputations it's different from what we typically see with injection drugs is a different kind of skin effect.
0: It doesn't, you know, happen necessarily near an injection site. It can happen even with non-injection drugs. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that, those, those necrotizing ulcers are you know, kind of just what they sound like. They can kill the skin. They can lead to infections. They can be very, very serious.
1: And since xylazine is not an opioid, Narcan will not help reverse an overdose.
0: This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. Day two of match play gets underway at about 9.20 this morning out at Austin Country Club. Nothing decided on Wednesday, but, boy, a win really helps the players' chances of advancing to the weekend. And we started with J.J. Spawn against U.S. Open champ Matt Fitzpatrick. And Spawn first one out, first one with a win, thanks to shots like that. Well, you're looking for upsets how about Ricky Fowler hasn't even qualified for this event since the first time they were here in 2016 and he knocks off John Rahm Fowler low-key said Rom didn't play well meantime Adam Scott played well when he had to big putt right here to close out Seamus Power and pick up a key victory Roy McElroy, a winner over Scott Stallings he won the last event before it moved to Austin. Speaking of the last event, Scotty Scheffler, of course, won that. He was taking on Davis Riley, last one in the clubhouse, and he did it in style with that putt to close out his match. The best finish to a match had to be Jordan Spieth. He was in charge against Mackenzie Hughes, but why not go out in style? A chip-in for Spieth. Spieth playing well lately, and surprisingly, he thinks one of the keys is a little less talking. I've been trying to work on just kind of hitting and playing and not talking so much and I uh, did an okay job of that. I would say I didn't do a great job of that on my last hole today. I was like what am I doing hitting it over here blah 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 and then I ended up holding the shot. So it doesn't necessarily affect how I play but um, uh, it is a lot less energy um, used up uh, it, it feels like over the last couple weeks. Be interesting to see day two if that wind kicks up like we think it might. Longhorns are in Kansas City. They'll work out today ahead of tomorrow. Sweet 16 matchup with
1: Xavier. Back to you. All right, thanks, Roger. You may soon be able to bet on sports legally in Texas. Momentum building to bring legal sports betting and some luxury casinos to Texas.
2: Texas leaders are considering two bills, one for it. One against it. The first would allow online sports books to operate in Texas. The other would pave the way for luxury Vegas style casinos. The Texas House discussed the bills yesterday, currently pending in committee. Representatives of major Texas Franchises, Sports franchise like the Astros and Cowboys and the Spurs hope the Bills will bring in billions of dollars. Now, others worry that the Bills will put more Texans at risk of gambling addiction. Advocates arguing the enhanced regulations will keep more Texans, though, safe.
0: The social costs which are significant will far outweigh any tax revenue. This bill will exacerbate the problem. This is going to set up with a legal sports betting
2: industry a framework by which dollars are dedicated to address the issue of responsible gaming. The final say though is ultimately or could ultimately be up to you. If the bill's passed the proposals will be to put it on the ballot in November. Thousands of Indeed employees are waking up this morning without a
1: job. They found out yesterday that they were losing their jobs. The job search giant, co headquartered here in Austin, says it's letting go of roughly 15% of its team, about 2,200 people. Cuts impacting nearly every level, every region. The CEO sending a notice out in an email. The reason fewer job openings and sponsor jobs after a post-COVID boom. Still local economists say there's no shortage of opportunity for tech talent in Austin. Austin can weather storms better because we have a diversified tech industry because of the vibrant tech scene, because of the vibrant
0: uh, startup culture here.
1: The CEO said the layoffs do not disproportionately impact women, underrepresented genders or minorities. He also said he will be taking a 25% cut in his base pay well
2: digging deeper here what are the requirements that the boss has to do to let the employees know that there's going to be a layoff to prepare them well here in texas there is no law that prohibits an employer from conducting layoffs but employees are protected by something called the warn act it's worker adjustment and retraining notification act Employers must notify workers impacted by layoffs 60 days in advance. The notice must explain whether the layoffs are expected to be temporary or permanent, along with the expected date when the layoffs will start and the date when the employee will receive a termination letter. But employers are also required to do all of that if they have at least 100 full-time employees or at least 100 employees who work a combined 4,000 hours or more a week.
0: Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.